When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Does Ezra Cleveland move the left tackle? Do they use pick 14 on a left tackle? Would they go with Rashad Hill? They love Rashad, but like with so much on the line in 2021, the futures of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, Certainly up in the air to some extent. I think they have some sort of other plan. Like, I don't know if they're ready to roll with Ezra Cleveland at left tackle. So I'll be real curious. I mean, that's something that I'm obviously digging into right now. Like, what's the plan? But you think about the Northwestern offensive lineman, the USC offensive lineman, like a really good left tackle could be staring them in the face. Doogie, what, what, oh, I want to credit that podcast. What podcast were you spewing takes on last night? That was last night. Good morning, gentlemen. Good afternoon. That was last night on the Climbing the Pocket podcast. Those guys, right Miles on. and Matt and those guys, do really good work. They are super passionate about the Vikings. One thing that was cut off there in that lengthy answer I gave was the possibility of Brian O'Neill moving from right tackle to left tackle. They will sign Brian O'Neill. To a long-term deal. Like, I'm convinced of that before the season starts. I don't think at this point talks have have super ramped up, but that's another possibility. Judd and I were just talking off mic, you know, but they've kicked the tires in that idea previously, so I would not dismiss that possibility. But they could trade for an offensive lineman, Orlando Brown Jr. of Baltimore. Now, I'm on record, I think, on, on this show, on this podcast, going back multiple weeks, saying that they really, you know, th- that talks had not ramped up big time but they have talked to Baltimore you know I don't remember exactly what I said a few weeks ago but at this point I can tell you there has been dialogue with the Ravens now do the Ravens even want to move Orlando Brown Jr. but I think there's a lot of possibilities out there I think a lot of balls are up in the air right now hey but before we do a dive into Orlando Brown Jr. because I I love the fact that you've now said those three names uh and and put them in the same sentence as the Vikings Judd was texting Declan and I last night too a little bit so we got to talk about there's some steam here, but a tweet just came across just to set the scene for the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, this tweet comes across from Climate Ben, Climate Ben on Twitter, and he says, breaking Joe Biden's new NASA chief climate change advisor has made it clear that even with aggressive emissions reductions, we should be prepared for global warming levels that will likely wipe out half of the Earth's species and threaten the lives of billions of people this century. So if you're the Vikings looking to win your first Super Bowl, the clock is ticking officially as of today, according to NASA. I just want to throw that out there to set the scene for you guys. 
What what's the next step off that one? How long do I have? Because I mean, I'm fifty one. You have you have you have what? What is it? Two thousand twenty one. You have seventy nine years or less. For the oh Vikings God, I'll be I'll be I'll be long dead though. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Phil. Thanks for that great start to the show. I'm really glad that we're all <laughs> anytime. Let's... What's the Twitter account? Sorry, Phil. I was looking at a couple text messages, so I was feigning interest in what you were saying, but then all of a sudden I heard something about like Judd's lifespan. I, he just told us we're gonna die soon, Doogie. All right. What's the Twitter the account? Phil? You, you know what though? Kirk Cousins will be spared. He'll live. He'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Not his fault. Okay, Doogie, I'm going to go back to the Orlando Brown Jr. thing and ask you Well, this. now I'm flummoxed. So, like, the world <laughs> is never, ending? Oh, Doogie, you never... Oh, okay. There's a tweet. Phil, Hold on. isn't there literally a tweet every day from somebody oh, wait. suggesting that... Wait, wait. The end of I, the world is, is upon us? Doogie, wait, wait. I can handle, I can handle Phil starting the, the show with... We're all screwed, okay? I can handle that. Well, we've all been screwed for a while. Here's what I can't handle. My friend Darren saying I'm flummoxed. (laughs) A man who has been in front of a microphone since I believe approximately the age of 11, okay? I went from finger painting to Exactly right. I'm not flummoxed talking into the microphone. I was just flummoxed trying to multitask. I was looking at some text messages. I I was going to say, I love you, but you are never at a loss for words. And if you are actually flummoxed by news that we're all going (laughs) to die here, I'm shocked. Oh, I love it. So Orlando Brown Jr. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Off of that point, I've got a quick question. What do you think? Because this is the most important thing with Reef Gone. What do you give me what you think is the Vikings like A, B, and C at left tackle and where you think Orlando Brown Jr. factors into the equation? I think plan A was to find a way to keep Riley Reef. Like they had a bunch of dialogue with Neil Cornrich, his agent. In fact, I mean, I'm surprised it came to the point of them releasing him. But okay, so he's gone. I don't think they're re-signing Reef at this point, even though technically they could. So plan A, plan B, plan C, I'll tell you this much. I don't foresee Ezra Cleveland at this point shifting out to left tackle. So if you want to rank that plan B or plan C, that's not plan A. I'm still piecing it together, Judd, but okay. like Brian O'Neill, I guess would make some sense. He is their best offensive lineman, but he's been so good at right tackle What's the draft compensation they would need to give Baltimore for Orlando Brown Jr.? Like, could you get him for, I mean, you're not getting him for a three. You're not giving up 14, right? So what exactly are you giving up to get Orlando Brown Jr.? But trading for a guy like that, maybe it's not Orlando Brown Jr., maybe it's somebody else. Uh I guess I would not dismiss that possibility. And I do think, like, Spielman was at the Northwestern Pro Day earlier this week. That offensive lineman is right there in the wheelhouse of of pick 14, although I still think there's a chance that the Vikings move back from 14, end up going with, with a defensive player with their first pick. But I do think whether it's the Northwestern kid or the USC kid, like they will have a decision to make with an offensive lineman sitting there at 14. I love the idea of bookend young 25-year-old offensive tackles. I mean, people like Brian O'Neill kind of feels like he's been around a while now, right? That dude's 25 years old. Orlando Brown Jr. is 25 years old. And so, you know, I I think a second-round pick feels right in terms of what I would feel comfortable giving up for Orlando Brown Jr., but obviously the Vikings don't have a second-round pick. And so I'm kind of running through the mental exercise. If Baltimore said, listen, we'll – We'll definitely do this, but it has to be the 14th overall pick. You have to trade us your first-round pick for him. 
it would feel like a little bit of an overpay, but when you put it into the context of your bookends, your your potentially your two most important long-term offensive line pieces are just set for the next X amount of years, even if you have to give those guys big time contract extensions in the next 12 months. Um, I, I would strongly consider it. Uh, I just, I, I don't know where you guys are at with this, but a first round pick for Orlando Brown Jr. is something I would entertain. What about you guys? I would say this. I would offer them my 14th pick for a flop of first round picks. And then I would offer them a pick or two in like, I don't know, the fifth round, the fourth round, perhaps. I If I do that, I probably want their first round pick back, but they still get 14. And so they upgrade and, and, Baltimore's thing is like they've agreed they've allowed Brown to talk to uh, potential teams here so he's clearly going to move I think right so if that's the case I start with you take 14 I take your first round pick and I give you a little bit more in the draft maybe the happy medium is the Vikings get back the second round pick from the Ngakwe trade where Baltimore says we're not swapping I don't know where Baltimore picks in the first round but we're not giving you pick 24 even though we're moving up 10 spots that's just not worth us giving up Orlando Brown Jr. I will claim ignorance on having intimate knowledge of Baltimore's offensive line situation I know Ronnie Stanley went down is it Ronnie first name yeah the Notre Dame but he's their left tackle he is their left tackle he went down with the injury that's when Orlando Brown Jr. shifted to left tackle but he's not like is he a natural left tackle did he play left tackle at Oklahoma how much left tackle NFL experience does he have when does he do more money? I mean, Phil, you just After said maybe season. in the next 12 months. Yes. So it's pretty quick. Like, would it make more logical sense to just take the Northwestern kid or the USC kid, lock that kid in for five years, the four years, plus that fifth-year option at a reasonable number at pick 14? Would that make more sense? I just I struggle to see Baltimore saying, yeah, here's pick 24 and Orlando Brown Jr. for us to move up 10 spots. If you could do that deal... Sign me up fully knowing that Brown Jr. is due big money here pretty quick. Yeah, I think um, I think th- there are so many dominoes here that you have to sort out. If you're Rick Spielman and you're looking at essentially four, I'm going to say four potential blank canvas offensive line spots. I know that Garrett Bradbury is locked in as the center, but I'm not convinced that he's going to be a viable pass blocking center. And so you have to have your eye on that at some point going forward here. Doogie, where do you think he should start? Like, where, as you look at this thing and say, all right, we got to fix the offensive line. The goal is to win and cont- to contend for and win a Super Bowl in 2021, which means going from, you're probably going to have to make a jump of like four wins and, and obviously have a bunch of improvements. Where do you think they start here? Where do you think, like, does it start with clearing more money like an Anthony Barr? Does it start with engaging with a Joe Thune in free agency? What do you think? Well, on Barr... Something's up there. Now, the dead money is over $7 million if you just let him go. But what about the possibility of trading? Whoa, Dukes, wait, wait, Anthony wait. Anthony Reckless speculation. I'm not quite sure Mike Zimmer would be on board with that, but what if trading Anthony Barr, getting out from underneath that enormous contract, then frees up you to do something else, whether that's Carl Lawson Maybe Joe Thune. They had interest in Thune a year ago. They didn't have the money, but I can tell you he's been on their radar previously. I mean, number one, though, Phil, I mean, to answer your question, Phil, it's to solve the conundrum that is Daniil Hunter. 
There is something there. I don't know exactly what is all going on there, but there is something there with Daniil Hunter. He did not randomly like those tweets on Twitter last week suggesting that he gets traded. I'm just telling you, there's there's more to that story. I don't have all the details right this second, but that is a situation I'm monitoring as much as any with this team. So, Dukes, it, I think you're exactly right, and I think that there is – I think that – the Hunter camp made it clear months ago that he wants to be among, if not the highest paid defensive player in the entire league, which, of course, as we've talked about a bunch of times on this show, um, is probably almost fair, except for the fact that he had a neck problem, which scares you. All of that being said, though, Dukes, the, the more thought I give this, unless they're convinced that they don't know if Hunter is going to come back and be the same player and, and then try and essentially trade him for a first-round pick or two to a team that thinks he's going to be fine. You know, I think you can call Daniil in, and I think you can negotiate a contract that actually helps you short-term now because the DAC contract is the first one that teams are basically not into the fact that the cap is is going way down for 2021, and so they're structuring them as such. So, like, you could structure a four- to five-year contract that's going to have some significant cap hits, let's say, in 2024 when the new TV deal is kicked in, right? But gets you way down cap-wise for him this coming season. So I think that you're right. I think there's something there. But I think with the way that the Vikings operate, if you do this right as far as the structure of that contract, you are fine. The bar one intrigues me um, because there's such a uh diverse a variety of opinions on him as far as what he brings like you hear from people that the statistics don't reflect the value that he calls the defenses that he does all of these things that we don't see but are absolutely key but then you keep coming back to that damn contract and you can't get past the fact that they paid this guy likely too much in sort of a panic of well we can get him back let's take him back uh, so I think immediately the thing to watch is probably Barr, and I'm not going to be shocked if it leaks out within the next two or three days that there has been a trade worked out when uh, the league year begins on Wednesday that Anthony Barr has been traded. That one interesting. Me. So I don't think you're randomly tossing that out, Judd. So I mean, I believe that you have some steam on that. To me, it makes sense. Like I guess, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if. If we have some news, I mean, George Payton is a fan of his. George runs the Broncos. You know, a team like the Indianapolis Colts can make sense. They can use some pass rushing help. Maybe you can use Anthony Barr in a different way. You know, I mean, I think we've all, like, wondered, you know, is there a way for the Vikings to use him in a different way? Because we always hear that he has an impact, but oftentimes the impact is he allows others to make the the splash plays. That That what he does is more subtle. You know, but maybe he, his camp feel like, hey, there's more to unleash there. Maybe they would welcome a change of scenery. I just, I think that situation is worth keeping an eye on too. Like if I'm saying Hunter is 1A, Mm -hmm. Barr is 1B on the contract. So like that reminds me of Dalvin Cook's contract. So if you look at the structure of, of Dalvin's extension, look at his cap number for 2021 or his base salary, at least M cap number for that matter. I mean, it's. It's relatively low. I mean, you can go to overthecap.com or whatever website you want. I don't have the numbers right here in front of me. But the Dalvin Cook contract for this particular year mm-hmm. is is very, very reasonable. I mean, Rob Brzezinski structured that contract a very certain way. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's 1A and 1B, Phil. Like, what's the number one issue with this team? To me, it's 
based on last year, lack of a pass rush, right? Like we can talk all we want about fixing the offensive line and it needs fixing. But like, to me, number one is they need to get to the quarterback. Does Daniil Hunter solve all those problems? Could they use another pass rusher? That's why I bring up Carl Lawson's name, the free agent from the Bengals. Now, Cincinnati wants him back. I was surprised they didn't franchise tag him. You know, the Cleveland Browns have some interest. They have cap space. The Colts have interest. They have cap space. You know, so the Vikings, you know, will be hard-pressed to get into some sort of bidding war, whether it's Lawson, Thune, or you name the premier free agent. But, like, that's where I'm saying. I think they just, they have so much right now that they're kicking around. It's it's just, it's going to be a very fascinating seven to ten days, put now, it that way. L- let me tell you sort of my my armchair GM philosophy on if, if the goal is get as close to Super Bowl contention as possible in 2021. Yes. The defense was the thing that lagged behind the most last year. And so like the, the, to me, the level one thinking is, well, you need to, you need to pour whatever resources you have into making your defense as good as your offense was last year. I think that's actually wrong because I think your defense automatically gets better and becomes league average at worst by just getting Daniil Hunter back. And I, and I get that that's a question too, and we'll put that aside for a second. But if Daniil Hunter comes back on a new contract or whatever it may be, and Michael Pierce comes back and Cam Dantzler is a year more experienced, I think, I think you've got the ingredients not of a top three defense like they had in 2017, but of a top half of the league defense with one of the great defensive scheming coaches. And now it's eight. It's on you guys to just be a formidable and good situational defense. With the with the resources that I have, a first-round pick, any cap space that I have, I'm looking to pour that into an offense that was 11th in points, get that offense closer to top three, top five, and be a dominating offense and a defense that can stop teams on third down and red zone. I don't think you're a Super Bowl contender if you've got the 11th best offense in points and your defense is like, 12th or 13th because you've you know spent a few bucks in free agency I think you have a chance to make your offense dominant with a couple pieces and your defense gets better automatically so that that's that's the framework doogie that I'm sort of operating in if I, I think were the GM. that's fair can you do both so is there a workable trade scenario where you do land Orlando Brown Jr. wait like he's not does somebody have his contract right in front of them yep I I'll grab it, it. Yeah. it's a Rookie contract that is the same yeah, as O'Neal's. So when does it expire? So it's a four-year deal, it's right? Not, so he's yes, entering the final year of his deal? Correct. So you need to rework that pretty quick. I mean, yes. I guess I was going to toss out the scenario of waiting a little bit to extend Brown Jr. You end up trading Anthony Barr, and you go sign a premier pass rusher, Carl Lawson or or whomever. That you could You could do both, I guess, is what I'm getting at, Phil. I wish I had all the caponomics in front of me. It certainly would entail making a move on bar, you know, and I mean, heck, they're talking to Shamar Steffen's agent. I don't think you can have Shamar back at his current number. Three million you know, plus. Does he agree no. to come back at a lower number? You know, the, the coal quit restructure is, is finalized now. So they'll save like one and a half. So like at this moment, they are roughly based on my calculations about 10.3, $10.4 million under the cap right in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. But if you make a move on bar, what's the bar cap number, Judd? The dead money's like, seven and a half. Seven like plus 14. on both. Yeah. All right. So, but, I mean, they would save. There are his, ways. His cap, his cap, his cap number's 15, and you'd save 7.2 if you Seven point two. Yeah. So, but what if you trade him? Same thing. So, yep. Same number. Yeah. So, I mean, there are ways to get to north of 20 million ish. 
in cap space? Am I wrong in those calculations? No, there's there's a we did this yesterday on Purple Day. There's a there's a pretty clear path to a to a twenty million dollar chunk of free agency money. Yes. All right. So just to answer your question, Phil, or to rebuttal what you said, I think there is a way. But I think what you said is fair. I understand all that. That go sign Thuni or go trade for Orlando Brown Jr. You know, four to five for the first time in many many years. Maybe the first time in the in the Rick Spielman era of of running uh, the organization that that they would finally have what appears to be a top five offensive line. I understand that. Yeah. So I, I think the key thing too is, and we don't know this. What's the cap going to go back up to in 2022? And then what's it going to probably soar to in 23? Because Well, I think it soars in 2022, don't you think, Jed? I mean, it's going to soar next year. It might, but the question question that I have as far as the offensive line construction goes and the future here is this. Left tackle, are are you going to, you know, move O'Neal? If you go get Brown, Dukes, to your point, when you go get him – a restructure of some point or an extension, I should say, has to be done, right? Because you're not going to trade for them and then say, we got one year, that's great. Uh, And then off of that, the question becomes, what do you still do at left guard? How much cap space do you have for 2021, which is not going to be a ton, it's going to be more. But I think the most important thing to keep in mind, though, is if you go to a good free agent left guard and sign him, and you give him you give him the cash up front and you defer the cap hits to the back end of that contract this is doable so it's a little bit confusing because we're dealing in a world where the cap came down but it sounds like the cap is going to then, then just shoot right back up uh and i guess what i don't know is is it going to shoot up immediately in 2022 is it going to be 2023 but that's where we're in this sort of odd world of, of as odd as this sounds, the league is going to be poor for essentially one year. But there's ways, there's ways to circumvent that. And if you can do it right, I think that you can set yourself up pretty well at left guard and left tackle. Who is the left guard then? So let's play this out. So Orlando Brown like Jr. What? is your left tackle. Who yep. is your left guard? Bradbury at center. Yep. Ezra Cleveland, right guard. Brian O'Neill, right tackle. Who's your left guard? I think it's a pretty good player who's probably been cut. Thune's going to be too expensive. I, I think he's going to get paid. I'm a, with a you there, though. Like, there's going to be, like to me, the guard position. Like Zeitler. Yes. A guy I think like you'll that. be able to get somebody like him, a Gabe Jackson. I mean, I'm not sure if if either is, is a real good scheme fit. They did chase Zeitler. At least in trade talks a couple of years ago, Don't so there is there is interest or has been interest from Spielman no more and Company. All right, can you play well, football? Sorry, yes, it's but not, it's like, not your fault. I think about the Giants' offensive lineman that went in the second round, Will Hernandez. Yeah, I mean they felt like he just wasn't a scheme fit. Now I don't even know if he's great or good or average. If he has been for for the Giants, but I just remember like we were fascinated over that name that particular draft year. They passed on him. And I mean, the word was he just he wasn't a scheme fit. So right or wrong, that's the way they approach it. But uh, they had interest in Zeitler, so Zeitler absolutely could make sense. I, I don't know about Gabe Jackson or or some other guards. I haven't done enough of a, a deep dive on on scheme fits with with guards quite to, to date. But yeah, I think just based on on the way everything is set up, like you're going to be able to get a good free agent on a one year deal. Like, I think a lot of guys are going to sign one-year deals, right, Judd? Just everything you just laid out. Yes, 100%. The cap absolutely is going back up. Yep. It may even go back up significantly. I mean, these TV deals are going to be astronomical. 
whenever they officially announce them here in the coming weeks or months, the cap is going to go way back up in 2022. So if you're a Zeitler or you name the free agent, why not just sign a one-year deal? You know, so sign a one-year deal, go somewhere where where you can, you know, reestablish your value, then cash in again a year from now. So I think you're right. I think you can find, it may not be Thune, but you can find a, a decent free agent for one year to, to start at left guard. Yeah, another reckless speculation. Someone's got to fire the damn sounder, okay? It's glorious. It's glorious. Another name to throw out there is the, it's the, uh, well, I guess now he'd be the second rank. This is before all the, the, some of these guards like Zeitler got cut after this list was put out. But before, before like the recent cuts, uh, Matt Filer was the third ranked PFF guard free agent, 96th overall, third among guards. And he's 28 years old. He's projected to make six to eight million dollars a year. So less than a Joe Thune. Uh, played for the Steelers the last few years. And uh, the last three seasons, he's been ranked out of 80 offensive guards qualified. He's been ranked 35th, 19th, and 32nd. So if you just want a good, solid, better than Dakota Dozier or Drew Samia guard who's a professional and is going to give you, he's just going to give you Sign me. Uh, peace of mind. Matt Filer is on that list too. Hey, before we get to more scoops, I want to shout out because every day now until March 26th, we are in a very giving mood here at Score North. With Scornos Pick Your Prize Month. So every day until March 26th, one person who opens the Scornorth app will win $100. Today, we gave away $100 to Jason Elwood from Alexandria, Minnesota. So congratulations to Jason. Jason's also entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. So if you want to get involved and uh, and you want to get your hands on 100 bucks and maybe even a $10,000 prize pack, you have to open the Scornorth app. You can do it once per day or as many times you want. You can enter once per day until March 26th. It's free to download for the Apple and Android devices. And so one-stop shop for all of our Scornorth content. So open the app, register, and enter the Pick Your Prize contest through Listener Rewards. It's right here in the comments. Uh, Just right down below. Right down below in the comments. Nothing else. Don't take it. Don't take this visual for anything else for what it is. It's right below in the comments. Just it's always a little preview there. when Declan points <laughs> no, below no, the fold. I, I've told him... It's not as weird as I'm sitting about five feet from him. (laughs) I imagine like when he's in here by himself, it could get really, really awkward. Get out of that room, Doogie. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, So, Doogie, any any final Vikings scoopage from you, or should we move on to uh, Patino Watch or Wolves Watch? Well, I mean, they tried to restructure Dan Bailey. They couldn't come to a, a happy medium. I'm on record going back weeks that Anthony Barr is not on board with a restructure. So I just, I'm telling you, keep an eye on Anthony Barr here in the coming days. Like I'm telling you, like the next seven to 10 to 14 days is going to be absolutely nuts. It just is. They continue dialogue with Shamar Steffen's agent. Like I just, I don't see him back at his current number. He has fans in the building, you know, but can they lower that number there is no steam at least right now on a harrison smith extension i think eventually really yeah i think eventually but just nothing going on right now i checked this morning even okay. yeah just nothing right I, now thought there would be yeah well i think eventually mm-hmm. I, I do i think eventually judge is not right this second okay hmm. interesting all right uh patino watch so it carries on for another day just a great all-around high-flying basketball game yesterday <laughs> gophers in northwest did you watch it mackie no come on okay okay I went to the wild game, so I didn't have to subject myself to that garbage. 
I am done with this season's go for basketball okay. team. Now, if they beat Ohio State, all right, I guess I'm sort of reengaged, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. So, Doogie, do you have any do you have any idea where are are they just sort of waiting for the Gophers to lose and then Patino gets let go? Is it a 100% chance that he's gone? Where where are they at with this from what you're hearing? Well, last Saturday, so they lose to Rutgers in overtime. After the game, now not atypical for his wife or his kids to be at a game, but they were there. I'm told they lingered around the arena for a while, like longer than normal after the game, took some pictures. One person who saw his wife, it just it appeared that she was she was pretty emotional. I mean, just all signs point to to change coming. I can't pinpoint exactly when the pr- the press release will arrive in our inboxes. Like if they lose, they play at one o'clock today against Ohio State. So, you know, I'm with you, Phil. I, I think they end up losing. It's unfortunate that Robbins and Kausher can't play. Although, like both are pretty darn close. Like I don't know if today's realistic, but like if somehow they got to Saturday, maybe one or even both. Like they're not that far away, but. More than likely, both out today, even if both play, still a tough game, even though they beat Ohio State at the barn like two months ago by double digits. Like they comfortably beat Ohio State two months ago. But I'm with you. I think the season ends today. Like I don't think the email arrives at 5 o'clock today. You know, I think it'll stretch out for 24 hours or 48 hours. But at some point here in the coming day or two. little Friday news dump. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be a Friday afternoon news dump. If anything, Declan, maybe like Thursday. Friday morning, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Sure. But I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming pretty quick. Also, I mean, there's there's enough behind-the-scenes steam of, of some work going on. You know, like I don't think Coyle for sure knows who he's hiring. I think it'll be some sort of process. I mean, even if he thought a few years ago, yeah, I really want to hire P.J. Fleck, he still ended up talking to to Les Miles, right? So I think it'll be a little bit of a process. You know, he'll interview multiple candidates. But yeah, I I would be surprised at this point, Phil, if if Richard is back. Twins team, Doogie. Nothing really twins wise. I'm catching up with Matt Canarino tomorrow. He's a really intriguing prospect. I think he has a chance to maybe help them out of the pen at some point this calendar year. Former second-round pick. Uh-huh. Throws a 97-98. He looked good if anybody saw the Sunday exhibition game that was on Fox Sports North. Canarino mowed down. I think he had three strikeouts in his one inning of work. So he's an intriguing prospect. Otherwise, Angelton Simmons should make his spring game debut here pretty quick. You know, I mean, they've they've had dialogue about extending Barrios and Buxton, but I just don't have a sense right this second that anything is is super close. Like, they'd love to get both wrapped up, but on team-friendly deals like the uh, Polanco extension, like the Kepler extension, but I don't think either one is real open to signing a a team friendly deal. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, just you know, let's let's get to April first. I'm ready for opening day. Dukes, if um one of those two does get an extension from the team, which one would you bet it would be? Would you, do you think it would be Byron or Barrios who would probably take the extension? Because I think you're right. I think if they do, it's going to probably be favorable for the Twins. What's your best guess? Well, Barrios is represented by Wasserman. I guess I would be surprised if Wasserman, that agency, went that route. Buxton by Jet Sports. I mean, I guess of the two, Buxton, but like they offered Buxton in 19, 2019, a six-year extension that was that was very team-friendly, six years with 
it had multiple team options. He didn't come even remotely close to, to accepting that then. So neither probably, Jeb. I guess if, if you're asking me, I, I need to give you an answer to that. Mm-hmm. I suppose Buxton over Burrios. Interesting. Um, the Timberwolves are back in action tonight, which uh, which will be exciting. So <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin has COVID. Carl Anthony Towns looks like he's been taken hostage on some of these Zoom press conferences now. He's ready to go, what? Phil. I saw I saw the quotes. Cat is reinvigorated. It's all going to turn around starting tonight. Or what's the and, 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 and I'll, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys too. Just uh, just texting with some people over in the organization the last week or so. The vibe is um, not quite as exciting as it was the day that Gerson signed on, and it was a big party at the press conference. There's a there's a little bit of a, a, a grayish cloud hanging Gerson's over the organization. Kids quit a little bit. I mean, there Gerson, should be I'm out. skepticism. I mean, heck, if they need to give, I've made this point, but I'll reiterate it now. If they have to give the Warriors pick four or pick five in this very very top heavy draft, the draft pundits, the Mike Schmitz of the world. You know, all those guys will tell you that the top four or five of this draft, Cade Cunningham of Oklahoma State, Jalen Suggs, the local kid of Gonzaga, Evan Mobley of USC, Jonathan Kaminga of the G League, a shooting guard green from the G League. Like, I think all five would have gone over Anthony Edwards last year. Like, if all five were draft eligible last year, all five, or at least four, maybe not green, but at least four would have been taken over Edwards. That's how good the top of this draft is. It may not be a great draft, you know, in the middle and, you know, late first round, second round, but this is a really, really good top-heavy draft. It will be so painful if the Wolves don't end up with one of those top three picks, have to give Golden State pick four, pick five, or pick six. So I understand, Phil, if if people in the organization are telling you that, that they're not real thrilled right now, I completely get it. I do feel for new coach Chris Finch because if they don't win tonight, tonight is actually a winnable game, but if they don't win tonight, they've got who like they've got the Lakers, the Blazers, the Suns over the next five or six games. Like if they don't win tonight, Chris Finch is going to end up starting his his NBA coaching career 0 and 11 or 0 and 12. Like at some point I just hope for Chris's sake. I got to know him in a in a recent chat, so you know, now now we're buddies. Uh I'd like for him to at least get one win here. I get it. They want to lose games, but at some point I'd like for Chris to, to win a game. You mentioned McLaughlin. So yeah, he's on the, on the health and safety protocols list, but I can tell you, I think I told you off Mike and, and you just said it, but I'll, I'll hit it again here that, that I'm told he has tested positive for COVID thankfully asymptomatic, but with McLaughlin testing positive for COVID. So it wasn't a close contact situation. He has tested positive. It'll be a little bit. Jarrett Culver now has a toe injury, so it's one thing after another with him. He's doubtful tonight, but I'm told that is not a long-term type injury. So if he doesn't play tonight, he should uh, play pretty soon. And then D'Angelo Russell finally made it back to Minnesota. I asked Chris Finch that question on on our Zoom session yesterday. D'Angelo was rehabbing down in Miami, but he's now back in Minnesota. He's close to four weeks out from the surgery. Uh, He may ramp up on-court activities as soon as this weekend. So maybe he's back. Yeah, maybe closer to that six-week mark, not the four-week mark. But, you know, with the new coach, I think there's more incentive for him to to hustle back. Speaking of of new coach, old coach, uh, Ryan Saunders, congratulations to Ryan and his wife. They they brought into this world a beautiful baby girl yesterday. Everybody is doing well. Excellent. 
Awesome. Awesome. That's good to hear. That's Darren Doogie Wolfson. And by the way, some some good news about Doogie. He's been part of our show and he's been part of Score North. And uh, and we decided we need a little more scoop in our lives. And so you can now find Doogie, the, the regular Thursday scoop sessions, but also a bonus scoop session as part of Mackie and Judd uh, every single Tuesday on the Mackie and Judd podcast. feed. In addition to Doogie's scoop podcast that he produces on a regular basis, and uh, all of his work on Five Eyewitness News. So, Doogie, we're uh, we're loving having you on board even more, and this is going to be a super fun week for uh, Minnesota sports and Vikings fans. So I we'll love it, you. Phil. Happy birthday to Droogie. He is ten years old today. Hey, let Droogie. me add to yeah. Let me add one thing. Reckless speculation. Let me add on on the twins. I forgot to mention this. So, Phil Miller had the initial steam that they let go three minor league coaches roving instructors yesterday those guys unfortunately they violated covid rules quarantine we're we're hanging out with some women then their Uh-oh. stories didn't match up with the evidence the twins had sticky situation just a tough way to lose in some ways maybe many ways dream jobs so yeah, the Twins let go three minor league not coaches. budget cuts is basically yes, what you're no, saying. No, not budget cuts. No, the Twins not. The poll ads aren't go. cheap. They're just no very aware of COVID. No, I mean it's just it's COVID the aware. world we live in, right? Pre-COVID, no big yeah, deal. Solo. But I don't want to COVID world pandemic. There are rules you need to follow. They didn't follow those rules, and they weren't real truthful oh. about what took place. The Twins had evidence, and these three. Just, you got to tell the truth, right? Just, it's not that hard. story, Darren? Get your story straight. Correct. That's the thing is those three had to get their story. They should have called me. I could have helped them out. Get your story straight. Or they needed a fall guy, right? Everybody needs a fall guy. Yeah, one guy gets Either one guy goes or they all have the same story. We were back in our room by 9 p.m. watching TV. Tough situation, but yeah, make no mistake. uh, These are not budget cuts. All right. All right. That's Darren Doogie Wilson, Five Eyewitness News and the Scoop Podcast. And we'll catch Doogie again next Tuesday for some bonus scoops on the uh, Mackie and Judd Podcast. A quick shout out to our friends at Whamatech. Whamatech. If you are listening or watching on a broken down phone, tablet, or laptop, if if the purple frustrate you so much that you've maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe you threw, your, you threw your phone. I don't know. You threw your tablet like you see sometimes with cousins on the sidelines. And now it's broken? And now it's broken. Oh, all right. Son well, of a... what are you going to do? Well, Whamatech is a trusted supplier of pre-owned cell phones, tablets, and laptops, and new accessories. And uh, what they do is they source pre-owned devices directly and pass the savings on to you. They'll even buy your old device for cash. Buy, sell, trade in, whatever you need. Find them online at Whamatech.com. That's W-A-M-A-T-E-K. Dot com. I want to just do a little, we're going to do a deeper dive into this too on Purple Daily, but I love this Orlando Brown Jr. concept for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's 25 years old. Most of the time when you're chasing available, like other teams available, good offensive linemen, it's when they become free agents and they're in their late 20s or in the case of some of these guys, like, you know, like, I mean, Riley Reeve, for instance, is 31 years old. Yeah. Joe Thune is like 29. Yeah, you're not when done. you have a chance at a 25, you got Brian O'Neill 25, and you got Orlando Brown Jr. 25, and the Bravens are probably going to trade him. And I get that you're going to have to pay him here in a, in a year or so. But his cap hit for 2021, Judd, is $3.6 million. Mm-hmm. So if, if you say goodbye to Riley Reef and you save the $11 million, mm-hmm. and you fill it with someone who might even be better than Riley Reef, for sure better over the long haul because he's younger, 
mm-hmm. and you then save what eight million dollars or seven and a half million dollars to the cap to do whatever you want with with other positions or put that money into a left guard. What is it like? I, I like your idea of a pick swap. So if you said, all right, Baltimore, um, we'll give you our first round pick. We get that you're not going to swap first round picks, but you give us a second round pick. So we get and then we'll kick in one of our thirds or something. So our first and our third mm-hmm. for your second so that we can at least still have a second round pick. Um, and we get to save the cap money if we're the Vikings. I love that concept. How realistic do you think it is? Mm. I think it's realistic. I guess my question is, and the thing that we don't know the answer to at this point, is this. Reckless speculation. How many teams are involved here? Because, I mean, you might get a team that steps in and is like, whoa, 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 we'll do more. Um, but I, but I think I think it's fair. Brown clearly wants out. Like, he wants to play left tackle. And in Baltimore, he simply can't. Um, yep. but if you, but, but if you start what we're, if you start where we're talking about, which is, is Brown and O'Neill are going into, in fact, they're both 2018 picks. I think Brian was a second round pick. And if I'm not mistaken, Brown was a third round pick. So they're both mm-hmm. going into the fourth and final year of their rookie deals. If you start there and start in on negotiations of long-term extensions for both, that begin in 2022. And again, the cap might go up. And by the way, this is not a justification for your QB having a $45 million cap hit, but nonetheless, the cap's going to go up. So if the cap hits start for those two, let's say, aggressively in 2022 or uh, probably preferably 2023, you're talking about being set for the long term, immediately upgrading your line for 2021. And more importantly, still maintaining the room to go out and sign a left guard who can be good. So I and so now you're spending on a left guard, you're eventually going to spend on a left tackle, but you are going to get probably quality play or you should immediately. Right tackle is set. Like now now you've got a line that I think you feel pretty good about as opposed to okay, we got this guy here and that that guy there. And financially, it's very doable because aside from the left guard, no one's going to come close to breaking the bank next season. Yes, and I will add to that, I don't have a problem with paying big money for a really good left tackle, a really good right tackle, a really good quarterback within reason. Sure. I think Kirk Cousins' contract has gotten out of control. Sure. Um, there are certain things, pass rushers, like I don't mind a Daniil Hunter I don't mind him being one of the highest paid defensive players. He is one of the best defensive players. Agreed. And 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 his those positions have more impact than other positions. When Anthony Barr is one of the highest paid defensive players and he's not having the impact at that position, some of it's just positional, like a, a, a linebacker in today's NFL, the way that the way that the Vikings defense operates is not going to be as impactful as a pass rusher, as a as a traditional hand in the grass, Daniil Hunter type, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and running back is the same way. Like, I would rather spend big money on an in-his-prime left tackle, right tackle, and pass rusher than running back, linebacker, yes, and, and even safety. And so, like, some of this is just being smarter about where you're allocating your big shots contractually. Mm-hmm. And, and Orlando Brown Jr., at least in theory, on paper, and some, you know, there might be some people – that would say, I don't know if he's the best scheme fit. Honestly, be more flexible. 
be more flexible. Yeah, I'm so sick of scheme fits. I, I, I honest to God, I, I can't take it anymore. Especially when your scheme is designed to go nine and seven and lose in the second round. Let me give like, you this as well, though. Reckless speculation. So here's why I think there's an outside chance that Barr stays for less. And here's why. He seems to be a guy who likes to drive a tough bargain until the team comes to him and says, let's sign it. Or, or you know what, kid? That's fine, but you're gone. I present to you the New York Jets. Anthony Barr about to get a payday, right? More mm-hmm. than he got here a few years back as a free agent from the Jets. He's about to sign. He calls the Vikings in a panic, which, by the way, I don't think is a very football thing. Like, I think most guys are like, hell yeah, I'm getting paid, right? Like, he calls the Vikings like, I've been throwing up. I can't sleep. Please take me back. Take me back. Take me back. The Vikings might be doing a genius job here of calling his bluff and saying to him, okay. And at first he's like, I'm, you know what? This is my contract, right? And then like, okay, cool. And now suddenly Riley Reef is gone and Bailey is gone and Colquitt is restructured. And I know that the last two are your uh, kicker and punter. But my point being is the last two or three days, the Vikings have very much Phil shown and it's smart. They have to. They will act. So I wonder if this gets resolved with Barr staying because they basically say, Anthony, we are aggressively letting guys walk. Do you yeah. want to walk? Because, by the way, the last time that you almost walked and got paid a ton, you called us essentially saying that you were throwing up. I like where you're going with I think this. They might, I, like I think they going. might win this one, keep him, and do it on the cheap. And, like, you know, just, again, when we go back to where are you spending your money, as of right now, Daniil Hunter is the second highest paid player on the team, and Anthony Barr is the third highest paid player on the team. Is Anthony Barr the third best player on this team? Is he the third no, most no, he's not. player on this team? No, he's good. No, you, you have no choice. No, he's you have not. No choice. Correct. Yep. Uh, hey, real quick, before we get to old tweets exposed, mm-hmm. did you guys see the latest Byron Buxton injury that just came yeah. out? I don't know if you saw me chuckle on the screen 60 what? seconds ago, but no. But- Byron Buxton got hurt again. What? This is great. I'm going I'm, I'm no, to give Judd three guesses. No. Three guesses as to, as to what the injury is. And the injury will will knock him out for a little while here. Not for It's not like season ending, but it'll knock him out for a bit. Okay. Three guesses. Is it an injury or an illness? It's an in, Well, it's not a traditional injury, but it's an injury. Oh, no. He didn't, like, lift a piece of... He didn't, like, lift a suitcase or something oh, and, no. like, hurt his arm. It's, you're sort of in the... Like, you're oh, in the arena. No. What, what is it? According to Betsy Helfand, yeah. Byron Buxton cracked a tooth eating steak and had to undergo a root canal this week. The twins <laughs> expect him back shortly. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but I can't help it. Dude, how, do you crack a, how do you crack a tooth eating steak? I just can't steak? anymore. Is he eating? I can't I, anymore. I don't I trust honest to God can't. anyone who eats a well-done steak. Is Byron eating well-done steaks? Is it, is it a $2 wait, Jim Ross, tougher than nails, $2 wait, steak? Wait, wait, wait. If you crack a tooth while trying to eat a steak, d- didn't you just hit, like, the bone or something? Like Maybe. Like, can the – I don't know this. Maybe it was rare, actually, now that I think about it. Can the it. steak crack – I mean, can a piece of meat crack your tooth? I would think it, I would think that there was a bone involved. I right? did. Like, you, you, were, you, were gnaw, you were gnawing, trying to get some and of the, like the last shreds of meat. 
I have front my front four teeth are are capped and faked. I had pretty insane dental surgery done a year ago, but 15 years back when they first happened, they were capped, and I was eating a chicken wing over Thanksgiving weekend two years ago, and I was eating a chicken wing, and then all of a sudden my tooth fell out. So it chicken wing, happen. a chicken what? wing, a straight up boneless chicken wing, and it fell out. It my cap fell off. How'd, how'd your teeth get so bad in the first place? I fell on my face playing basketball when I was 10. Instead of landing on your hands, I landed on my face, and I cracked four of my teeth. <laughs> Okay. And then I was capped, and then they weren't. Zolgad, rule of sports, quit sports right then. Like, if you're 10 and you fall on your face, even I, and I'm the biggest klutz ever, even I didn't do that. Like, that's when your parents should have demanded, Declan, you're done playing sports. Yeah, well, that like, didn't work. Like, go write about the games. Well, eventually I got there. No, I know, but, like, right then and there. See, the key for me was third grade, I said, Sports media is a really good business, and I suck at sports. Good business, huh? You made that assumption pretty quick? I enjoy the business, yeah. Okay. It's a great business. Right. Anyway, this Phil, honest to God. Boneless chicken wing there, Declan? Boneless chicken. It was a cap. It had been addressed boneless? earlier in the year. Yeah, it was a boneless chicken wing. Took a bite. And then... Uh, what are you doing with the boneless chicken wing there? Why not the, why not the bone-in chicken wing? Uh, be, all right, here's my stance on boneless and bone-in chicken wings. What are you doing wings. there? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> That's a good if bone-in chicken wings are superior to boneless, but you have to go to the right restaurant, I'm not going to go to a certain wing establishment that is very well known and get a bone-in chicken wing because it's not going to be really right. good. But if I'm going to a great actually, restaurant, which is known for their bone-in wings, I will always actually, go bone-in. Actually, the problem, though, is is the boneless chicken wings. Check out the calorie counts on those. Like, they're killer. Yeah. Like, they are, they'll, they'll make you a fatty quick. Now, there's a lot more It'll breading go, and it, saucing. Yeah, and exactly. Family. The breading mm-hmm. and saucing. But anyway, that is um, relatively disgusting if, if on Declan's a, part. If it's a certain local establishment that is known for their great bone-in wings, I will always go bone-in. Yeah, that was... So, anyway, so, so, so he's Byron Bucks time. Byron Bucks, yeah. At least he didn't get a con- at least he didn't get a concussion. I guess. Well, maybe they should test him for just, that too. Just put, yeah, him, right, so. just put him in bubble wrap. I mean, honest to God, this is unbelievable. All right. Every Thursday, in addition to reckless speculation, that was a great session, by the way. A little doogie mm-hmm. scoop, a little reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Got the whole button bar at my disposal here. You know, just ask for it. But we never escape our Thursday show without some old tweets exposed, where All Declan right, goes back twelve years into the Twitter archives and finds uh, some damning things that we've said on the internet. Yeah, this week's uh, edition of Old Tweets Exposed is Offensive Line Edition. Offensive Line takes. I went down to the archives and found some. Uh, I have a damning one from about five, six years ago. Phil has one from around the same time. Judd has one, actually, just from a few months back. Uh, We will start with Phil Mackey, though. Boy. All right. December 16th, 2013. Another thing about Matt Castle yesterday, it's fascinating <laughs> how a confident, decisive quarterback makes the offensive line look better. You know, if I were to just have taken the second part of that tweet, it's it's 100% accurate. Yeah, it's fascinating it how a confident, decisive quarterback makes the offensive line look better. Not sure in retrospect that Matt Castle belongs as the oh. example in that sentence, but Kyle listen. Rudolph's favorite quarterback of all time, man. You and Rudy are on the same page. In yeah. defense, in defense of myself, oh, the quarterback beer goggles were basically trifocals coming out of the Christian Ponder era. And so 
Um, so Matt Castle, Matt Castle looked like a franchise quarterback coming off the Christian Ponder stop, era. Stop, just stop with it. <laughs> stop trying to defend yourself. Come on, just fall on the sword. Right now you lead. Right now you lead for the week. Pretty bad. All right, I'll go with me next. It's right around the same time. I feel like mine's not going to be bad this week. It might. It's not that bad. I think. I, I think Judder. Week. I think. Excuse me. Phil or I are going to win this one. Okay. Because um, I'm the voice of reason. All right. This is pretty bad. September 6, 2014. If Khalil can put last year behind him, the Vikes O-line is actually pretty damn legit. You know what? So damn legit. <laughs> you know what, Declan? At that time, that's not terrible. Because he, he had had his his first year, he made the Pro Bowl. So, right. like, yeah, it's not that's not that bad. But who else? But at the like, time, all right. So he had let's a look at let's look at the other offensive lineman on that 2014 yeah. Vikings okay. team, though. Let me pull this up. Yeah, I feel like right, it was. So, so, that, so this is September 2014. So okay, this would, and this would be entering Khalil's third. Is Phil still season. there? Lo- Lodehold still there at the time? Yeah. Here, here's the here's the offensive line. You had hurt. you yeah. had broken down Phil Lodeholt. You had Joe Berger. Yeah. You had John Sullivan. He was fine. Uh, oh. Charlie Johnson was the left guard, and then Matt Khalil okay. was the left tackle. So Charlie Johnson was a complete train wreck and awful at left tackle. He wasn't great at left guard, but not as big a train wreck. I got to tell you. Not bad. Phil Mackey leads right now. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for I'm, sure. I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll take Matt it. Castle. <laughs> I love Matt Castle. All right, Judd, this is just from uh, this season, actually. I feel like you didn't really do and it. And it's a certain part of the sentence that you, you were on the right track, but I, 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 have, to, I have to expose you sure. here. Sure. Uh, Reef should be traded. Yep, put Cleveland. Put left Cleveland at left tackle. Elfline, Elfline can return at right guard. Which what he did for one. Your game. Zimmer point on defense is a good one, but if I'm the GM, Harris is gone. So I, someone no, clearly asked you a question. Here. I think I should be praised for this. Elfline can return at right guard. He did for one game, and, and then it was got hurt. But he was he was a big improvement on that uh, on what's his face, Drew Samia. Hold on, let, let's see what uh, what you were saying here. So you you said. On October 21st of oh, this yeah. last year, yeah. good to see NFL trades. Vikes need to take advantage of begin dealing veterans, which was probably Harris correct. should have been gone. And someone deleted the tweet. Oh uh, no, that's 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 managed Meta, and he got in trouble for basically stealing quotes and oh. abusing and sending, his, uh, coworkers and sending some guy to do oh, all of the work for him. Charlie, yeah. Burtz, man, friend of the show. Um, so yeah, so Judd, I don't know. I saw the elf line at return at right guard. I don't think yeah, that's fine. Mackey wins. That, that was bad. Mackey wins though. Phil okay. Mackey, congratulations! Thank Congrats, you. I'm the champion this week. That's right. Old tweets exposed every Thursday here on uh, on Mackey and Judd. So all right, thanks for hanging out with us. Purple Daily. It, we had two emergency episodes and a regular episode yesterday on Purple Daily with all the news breaking. So for people wondering what are the plans here for the next week and a half, daily. Purple Daily episodes, Mackie and Judd as usual, and bonus emergency episodes and streams as news breaks. And it will. like It feels like every day there's going to be something Vikings-related. Um, whether it's Britton Colquitt or Anthony Barr or a free agent signing, we got you guys covered. And don't forget the Score North app. It's free to download. We, we send you push notifications for, for breaking news, Minnesota sports. Um, and it's a one-stop shop for all of our Score North shows, Judd's written work, Etc. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Rom com rewind. Sleepless in Seattle. I still got to watch it today. Up? I'm late with that. Yeah, one. But you, you turned it on a half a rom com this morning and then came into work. No, no. You said you, I think you said you turned it on this. No, morning. No, I, I said I, I ordinarily watch my rom com on Wednesday, but I went to the wild game last night, so I haven't watched it yet. Got it. I got to go go home and watch it. Am I going to watch that or the Gophers and Buckeyes? Hmm. I wonder which one. Sleepless, sleepless, in, sleepless on one of the two things. You it'll, know, be, it'll, be sleepless. Sleepless. <laughs> it'll be sleepless. It'll be sleepless. Exactly. <laughs>
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.